0: Hey everybody, this is Archie. Look, I'm trying to co produce with Billy over here. Is the red fucking circle going? Is it recording?
1: Are we rolling, Jimmy? (laughs)
0: Not
2: even. This This is is it.
0: This is Nigel Nigerson, and you're listening to Metal Nerdery. Please follow them on the social media. Uh, they are now on Twitter at Metal Nerdery. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. And search for them out in the Googles at slash podcast. This is obvious Osborne. That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? Welcome back to the Metal Nerdery. Again, it is the billium and the Matthew, and our special uh, guest host with us today, the Russ. Spages. Special. like a
3: window looking helmet wearing. special. No, he's
0: not that kind of special.
3: He's he's
0: special because he's, <laughs> <part> <laughs> he's been part of been part of the window looking Metal Nerdery Syndicate for quite some time now. No, it is
1: a tasty window. <laughs> For those of
0: you who are interested, uh, the intro, the metal nerdery music, if you will, uh, Mr. Russ had a hand in writing that. So, yeah, so he's part of our, our connection to the metal from back in the day. Adam <laughs> is still out on special nerdery, special assignment. nerdery assignment, special metal nerdery assignment <laughs> during this time of um, Millie's Pasta Around the World tour. Um. Yeah, so he's been driving all over the states doing that. So anyway, so Russ is kind of filling in, helping us out a little bit, giving us his uh, his metal nerdery insights. Two cents. And we are picking back up where we left off on the prior episode, which was 30 Years of Metal, our list. This would be all albums, metal albums that came out in 1990. Which seems weird to say that, you know, like, this year if you meet someone that was born in 1990 they're 30 yeah and for the longest time it was like 1990 it was like oh so they're what 18 yeah no no man no they're approaching middle age yeah you're seeing how (laughs) cruel and (laughs) shitty life really is i'm kidding But there were some
3: good albums the year they were born
0: yeah that's true that's what frustration does it breeds metal and metal brings great albums I don't know where frustration came from. That was probably just a Matt-only thing. It's like, these guys are fine. Everybody else is great, but Matt is frustrated. (laughs) But 1990, we're about to get into some... We've already covered some killer albums that came out in 1990 on the Part 1 of this, but uh, this could go even to Part 3, but now we're going to delve into what we're going to call Part 2, starting with the Fs. That's not an abbreviation for... Okay, now we're starting with the fucks in the list. (laughs) and we're starting with the what? f as in frank as in the alphabet fastway bad bad girls fastway they were um, like kind of speed metal in well, a way well you remember they did the uh, you remember that movie trick or treat yeah um you know cuz Ozzy was in yeah. that Gene Simmons from KISS that's his legal name by but the way Ozzy a
3: priest in that yeah yeah tell but, evangelist but
0: fastway yeah. i think did the music for yeah. for that album for trick or their, the soundtrack, rather, for Trick or Treat. Right. But And they were always... I think they're connected to like Rainbow... Or not Rainbow. UFO. is sort of a Motorhead. Wow, yeah. Form, Fastway formed by Fast Eddie Clark. From, from Motorhead, that's right. From ahead. Yeah. And bassist Pete Way of UFO. So Fast and Way. Yeah. That's brilliant.
1: I, I get I, it. Whenever I... Th- whenever I see this or hear hear about them I always think of Nixon um, I believe he had a tape of these guys once upon a time when we were kids oh yeah yeah I think that was kind of sort of when that change in metal started happening when it was
0: sort of like like if y'all remember kind of like in the early 80s that was when rock was starting to get a little more aggro and there was like a little more of a darker kind of touch to it but like that trick-or-treat soundtrack was fucking badass I know me and adam have talked about that over and over and over again because there's that one song it's the one russ you probably remembered if you remember the like the the preview for the movie yeah and i forget which fucking song it is but it's on that trick-or-treat soundtrack and it's like the one they always played in the preview and it was like it was such a simple riff but it was so fucking badass now now i gotta know this is gonna be one of those where matt's not gonna shut up until he actually hears (laughs) that riff great which is a note to our uh, fabulous and illustrious producer production the familiar. mighty the mighty Aiken, Hello. the mighty Billy Aiken. What do you wanna hear? <laughs> All right, we'll see what we can
1: do.
3: <laughs> I was gonna say, look up the I got a feeling you? I'm gonna be watching that later on today. What yeah. trick or treat? Yeah. You probably will. I've been in a really uh crazy place watching. Like exploitation and bad movies lately has like become my thing. And I think I remember that being kind of a fairly cheesy horror movie. And-
0: it kind of was, but yeah. it's almost like a good palate cleanser, even. Yeah. I bet I'll know that song when I fucking hear it. And I know everybody knows the song I'm talking about. It's in the preview. I just, I'll know the riff when I hear it. I think it's the first one.
3: I'm guessing. Could be Trick or Treat? I'm guessing. Or After
0: Midnight? Or Trick or Treat? I'm thinking it might be Trick or Treat. Let's try it. Oh, we get a commercial too. <sighs> Bonus. Hey, go fuck yourself! Hi. Is she
3: selling iPhones?
0: Not that one. No, no, no. This would be at the beginning. It's not that. It's not that one. Try heft.
3: No. Maybe it's, at, <laughs> maybe it's after midnight. Hold on. I bet it's after midnight. Well, let's try them all. Because that sounds
2: familiar. <laughs> That's not it either.
0: This guy, okay, go to trick or treat. Maybe that's it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
1: trying to fucking find it. I think this is it. Hold on to the night. This is it. Oh, this is it. Shake it. It's a dude's ass, probably. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think this is it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> stay
1: here. Stay here. <laughs> bad, ass, bad We're going to do another <laughs> now Alright, we'll see what we can do
3: That's oh, Iron Man yeah. Yes Oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh, Those videos happened They got the fake electric <laughs> they, got, they got the Emperor's Lightning From Star Wars and everything in here It's awesome <laughs>
0: admit though that fucking riff is badass. Oh yeah,
3: that's fast
1: Eddie.
3: Oh yeah, they got parts of the movie.
1: Yeah.
3: There's a ton of uh, horror flicks on um, Prime, and I think. A lot of them have the same story. It's like they play the record backwards, and everything goes wrong. Well, that but you
0: remember that was back in the eighties, back when the whole backmasking thing and yeah. everybody was convinced that Satan was inside heavy metal albums, which he is, but that's just because God lets him be there. Whoa, to you. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but that was back in the day when they were like, yes, you know, like metal was evil, and it was like, yeah, fucking, I want to hear more of it. Yeah. Give me the fucking evil. Satan sounds like a lot of fun.
3: Right, we got Post Jason Flotsam and Jetsam.
0: Now I like this album. I don't think I ever heard this one. When to be the honest. storm comes down. Well, okay, so the one right before this was No Place for Disgrace and that was Flotsam and Jetsam's first major label album which was on Electra which is
3: And that was Post Jason too, right? That it was, was the one right after. But he
0: Jason. wrote some of the tracks on that cuz yeah. that was right after when Justice came out in 88. Yeah. And then Flotsam got to ride that wave with Jason being a Metallica. Oh, yeah, because
3: people right. wanting to go, oh, let's hear what. Right. The, yeah, well, what they were wanting to, from. you know, naturally, you know, Score.
0: hashtag greed whores wanting to make, you know, a buck off of anything that's connected with something else that's famous.
3: Yeah. Jason
0: Newstead's in Metallica. Well, I can hey. tell you, that's
3: the reason why I heard Flotsam and Jetsam because I wanted yeah. to hear what band he came from. And,
0: and yeah. sadly, no place for disgrace. I mean, as awesome an album as it was it was probably one of those that, like that was the only one that really got the recognition and maybe doomsday for the deceiver because that's I like the doomsday. one doomsday yeah. is a killer one because yeah. newstead basically he was like the steve harris of, of flotsam yeah. yeah so that gives you some points yeah. of relevance right. singer was
3: really good too but, but when the, the storm
0: yeah eric ak was a killer yeah. singer yeah but when the storm comes down was one of those albums like the album art is such a kind of a tragedy because the album is really <laughs> the album is fucking good the music is really good but the
3: album art is just like
0: what?
2: oh my god it's like 14 year old boys that are learning how to play heavy metal
3: yeah yeah they're they kind of lost on the marketing there. yeah
0: but anyway i do like that album october 3rd. there we First go favorite now 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 this is military i don't know how
3: that goes great cover and everything i think our producer yes. did that
0: Yes. Fucking, this is a near and dear metal nerdery favorite. The Forbidden, The Twisted and form. Holy shit. I, I can't even begin to say enough good things. I think that that album is a blessing. I think
3: Forbidden it is, is it's just seriously one of the lost bands of that era. Because they it were really so good. Oh, man,
0: they dude. were so underrated.
3: Yeah. They were criminally
0: underrated. Yeah.
3: That first one I could... They must have been dicks or something. I, I just can't imagine why I'm they didn't e- get bigger than they <laughs> Not would,
0: even. Not I don't even. think they were dicks at all. I, I mean, we saw them open with the uh, death angel years ago at, yeah. at show at the center stage and it seemed like down-to-earth guys their music's always been killer their oh, lyrical man, message so has good. always been involved yeah. so good i think they didn't go anywhere because they were so fucking good it was like like if i'd have been if i'd have been a millionaire or a billionaire i'd have fucking if i would have discovered forbidden when i was younger and i was filthy rich forbidden would be bigger than metallica right now
3: right well sure. they came in I think another tragic part of it, <clears throat> excuse me, is they came in towards the end of the ride. You know what I mean? Kind yeah, of, yeah. They the came ride. in
0: at the peak, sort of, because yeah. like Forbidden Evil came out in 88, and that was kind of, Thrasher had already kind of peaked around 86, 88. That was like the peak of the, the bell album. curve. Yeah. So they came out at the peak, and they were a perfect
1: band to come out of that, that peak of that first that wave. Forbidden Evil, to me, is it was phenomenal. It's like, it's got to be one of the best albums ever. I, for I, think me. I, like,
3: I think I like this one better. I like Forbidden Evil, but I think I like
1: that's, this album that's, overall that's better. That's the way Adam and Matt are To, but to, man, to that both, first one. But, but to man. both of your
0: points, and I think this can be... I think we can agree with this collectively, and I know Adam would agree with this in spirit. Twisted into form is to Forbidden Evil as Rod the Lightning is to Kill Them All. Yeah, I agree with that. Because they're both killer fucking albums, right, and they're yep. both super fucking important albums, but...
3: They're a lot different from each other. They're yeah. very, very different. Yeah.
0: Forbidden Evil and Kill 'Em All are very fucking raw. They're very fucking just. They got that just angsty. Yeah. Even the production is kind of like fuck you, you yeah. know. It's and got it's more so power. Loud. It's
1: so goddamn. Loud. Oh, it is, But
0: like, then the follow-ups for both of them, Ride the Lightning and Twisted into Form, are both like much more polished smoother. and yeah. smoother. Yeah. And they've got these subtleties and shit. So I mean, but yeah, that I I love I love both, but both, but both. this one to me, I love this one more. I got some. What do you wanna? <laughs> uh, should we do the one foot in hell, or should we do the perhaps the infinite? What's Billy is going to surprise it matter
3: us which with one today. You play, It's going to be good. There we go. You're listening to Infinite, a metal nerdery radio one hundred one
2: point one 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 six six six. 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 six.
3: Yeah. It's um. Very skolnick
0: esque Those rips, man. Let's see some roll.
3: Tight as shit. Love the little a little harmonies there. time. That's just awesome. Right? Yeah. Wait for it. I'm just a dual guitar guy. I, I, damn, just, you can do so much with that two. So Those gonna... riffs literally give me a fucking boner, man. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, keep rosin. that to yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> not even. <laughs>
0: How can you not like this one? Uh.
3: That guy live. What's his singer's name? Russ Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he is. He didn't need a microphone. He dude. could have left the mic on the stand and just screamed at the crowd.
0: That dude was bad. At, it was those so guys powerful. are just so fucking bad. At, I think uh, those guys are, are touched. And I'm not even saying that to say they're, they're, they're mystical. <laughs> <laughs> no, forbidden is from some other dimension. They actually, it, if I have to say this, because a few weeks ago, I think they got on Facebook because they hadn't been active in a while. And I think it was Russ, and he was on there, As Forbidden.
3: Got to be a cool guy.
0: And I fucking, yeah. I, I checked him because it was like, you know, the Metal nursery page, because it was like, you know, fuck yeah, man, y'all need to come back. People need to fucking see y'all right. while you're still here, you yeah. know? But it was like, I kind of get the feeling maybe they're resurging, because, you know, the last album came out 10 years so. ago.
3: But I wish they would, because there's some bands that I'll never get to see, because, you know, dead members and that kind of stuff. And, you,
0: when they came yeah. back, they came in 2010, they opened for Overkill. And it was a killer fucking shit. It was an awesome show. I would uh, love to get in the time. If we could get in the Metal Nerdery Time Tunnel and go back to 2010, I, w- I would take you all to that show because it was fucking awesome. But I Forbidden, if you guys show. are listening, we need more Forbidden. We need it now more than ever. Yeah, sure. Please make another album. And we're moving on. The Firehouse. I was never big into The Firehouse. Uh, at- who was in the band? Sorry. Nobody big. They were like all power ballady. And- oh, I thought
3: they were kind of a super group thing. No.
0: No, they were more kind of like, I guess, chick metal. You chick know, you metal. think about that song, Love of a Lifetime. That's the only real firehouse song oh, I think no. I know of. Not Fire Station. What the fuck? <laughs> and not Firehouse in the way that Paul Stanley refers to it. Jesus. Oh, hey. Not that firehouse. Not the firehouse on
3: Kiss Alive, if you're thinking. That's, that's not that one. When I look into your eyes. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, it's just... Chick metal.
0: chick Bingo, chick metal. Chick gore. Chick gore. That sounds like a jazz band, doesn't it? Well, kind of Chick Hey,
3: man, you listening to some Chick Core? No, I don't recognize any of the members. I thought hey they had y'all. a guitar player in it. Listening to thinking Chick of Core. Else. 808 Radio. Oh, okay, I don't even know who.
0: 808, that's like two sets of boobs. That's what that is. <laughs> 808 Radio. How did this guy make the list? Michael Lee Ferkins. Yeah, He's a solo shredder dude. Well, oh, back okay. in remember back in 1990 that was at the tail end of the 80s and all the shredder Tony yeah. And, yeah yeah so that was
3: kind of at the you know,
2: hey, can we exploit these guys and make money from them too? Because we're greed horse. Oh, sure. You
3: we're just as bad. We're sitting there with our guitar world I know, and, because and guitar we were, porn uh, world. like,
0: <laughs> It was like guitar. Exactly. It was fucking guitar porn. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. it was. <laughs> and that's uh, guitar players will identify with that and they're laughing. You know, Look how this, fast I can go. All <laughs> the si- all the singers are like, I do it with my mouth instead. It's I like, watched yeah. this
3: kid the other day on YouTube, ten year old kid playing Trilogy Suite freaking are you vague. serious uh, like it was nothing didn't even look at the guitar
0: <laughs> you know what sucks his dad probably is like that doesn't even like I don't even listen to music sometimes if something comes on the radio I'll listen to it you know like I like that new Britney Spears song it's really good but he's been playing that guitar for a long time now and he's he's good at it but and Michael Ferkins, I did have one of his tapes I think but he was I, one of the ever heard of him and I would have changed my name
3: thank you so like a- ferkins
0: you're up in five ferkins <laughs> <laughs> i think he's from texas you know what i actually uh, hey y'all that uh, this is ron from the rib lounge i just <laughs> want to let y'all know i, I think michael lee ferkins is from texas uh he played a few gigs down here at the rib lounge on kotla boulevard we we uh, years ago when i opened we had a, a rib <laughs> buffet and he he but he opened with Millie. Actually, it was a good show. But anyway, yeah, this is Ron at the Rib Lounge on Cotlode. But uh, back of the show, you guys appreciate the plug.
3: <laughs> all right, Ron, cool. Bring some those ribs by next time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gamma Ray, I think they're kind of tangentially related to Halloween speed metal
3: on some level,
0: because you know Halloween had that whole sort of victory metal
1: yeah
0: thing
3: going I can on. I yep, yep. saw him with um. Anthrax and Exodus. Who Gamma ray? And no for Halloween, Halloween. Sorry, Halloween. sorry. Yeah, well, we were ta- we were still speaking tangentially. So. Yeah, I don't know who Gamma Ray Gamma is. ray is related, I, I think. They got really cool sunglasses. Huh.
0: So. Grinder. I'll give them uh, give him points for the name. <laughs> Checking the Judas priest. So that's quality.
3: Yeah. Not familiar. The name of their first EP is called the First EP. I mean, that's a, a totally row.
0: appropriate name. I totally support that name. <laughs> It's a great name. I, I think it's the greatest EP name ever. It's, it's a great name. It's tremendous. <laughs> it's tremendous. It's going to be a huge EP. It's going to be great. It's the first EP. I wonder if they had it never Attack. Harder Attack. Human Hell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Trash okay. hardcore. Never heard it. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I might check it out. It kind of yeah. sounds cool. It almost, yeah. the album cover's
3: kind of on point, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Make a good t-shirt. But, uh,
0: yeah. here, here's, the, yeah. here's the only thing, though, and... I think you guys have to appreciate this. Because to me, like Slayer, for example, Slayer, you can look at an album artwork by Slayer, and the music matches the intensity of the artwork. If I'm looking at the artwork for Harder, Attack, Human Hell, and I see that artwork, they better bring some shit with that album. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if I put that on and it sounds like some shitty like garage band that they're all like, Stoned out on ADD medication, and they didn't have their <laughs> fruity pebbles for fucking breakfast or something. Then I'm going to be really disappointed. So,
3: thrash hardcore.
0: Okay, I'm just saying.
3: I, I, I think you I have give a, it. Give it a. I, th- I think Bill's go. about
0: to put the confirmation test. We're to the give test. it a go.
3: Human hell, right here it is. Third
0: down. Okay, this is harder attack. Human hell. I'm I got to see if the music matches the album cover. Thrash from,
3: from Jersey. Like it so far?
0: Going in skeptical.
3: Barracuda. It's kind of a cool riff, Ooh-cha.
1: though.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of your underground production, yeah. you know. A little more value
0: in the
2: for bass them. drums. Each day. The day?
0: It's kind of got like a hardcore ish sort yeah. of faith or fear kind of.
3: I like it. I'd watch I'd dig it. Probably a hell of a hit.
1: Seems like it's getting
3: faster. It does. Yeah. No metronome on this yeah. song. <laughs> the drummers getting fired up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guitars are getting pissed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so they get we'll give them the kudos and commandments. I'm not quite yeah. on the condiments yet, but maybe after I listen to the album. So, Harter Attack. Yeah, we'll wow. have to. Human Hell. I
1: like it. We'll
0: have to check into that. Heaven's Edge. I'm not familiar. Yeah.
3: Probably another Christian. Sounds
0: fun. Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Wasn't that a cult where they cut off their balls and followed a comet and did some crazy shit like that? Yeah, actually. Okay. We could probably just as skip that. A, as a matter of fucking fact. Yeah. <laughs> Open the gate and watch. Yeah, no.
3: No spanky you.
1: Hellion.
0: Hellion, the black book. That sounds kind of cool.
3: I remember them from wreckage.
0: Were they kind of like a, like almost like a priest-ish band or no?
3: I think they were. Can you recall? I think they were speed metal-ish.
0: Well now, okay, so to be clear, because I know back back in the day, like we would call like thrash and speed metal a lot of times the same thing. Do you feel that way too? Or are you like speed metal's different?
3: Like speed do you think to speed me metal is more, more like uh, pre Cowboys from Hell Pantera to me was speed metal? Like See,
0: that's kind of like power. I mean, that's kind of power metal. Power metal, metal. metal. Yeah. Like in a way, when I think of speed metal, I almost think of like Over Over, not Overkill, fucking Motorhead. Well, kind of Overkill? I kind of think of speed metal and thrash. It's like I usually same.
3: think of the high pitch vocalist, like the
1: yeah speed metal to me is a little more clean. I can't think than, of the band's than, names right now. I used than to thrash, it. yeah. Thrash can be kind of all over the place. Clean a is more, it not quite as angry. Yeah, that's how I see it. And and the distortion level as well with the vocals and the guitars. I got gotcha. you. That kind of makes sense. Goddamn right. <laughs> you got tolls, son. Huh? Goddamn. And then we got some it On by Helmet <laughs> debut. Strap it On. I'm not as familiar with that, but I've always heard good things
0: about it.
3: I don't think I ever heard anything from this. This was before the popular... Before me. Yeah, time. yeah before me. Yeah. Were they wearing the duck head shorts and the ball caps? Yeah. And, yeah. I just remember the first time I saw them, from, after hearing them, I was just like... Yeah. <laughs> "Frat boys! <laughs> frat boys! <laughs> Can hear the origins. Of it. Oh, he's got a very oh, yeah. Aussie Black so, Sabbath yeah, yeah, he's always type. had that. Yeah. Yeah. The style. So good
0: live.
2: <laughs> you
0: have to go back and revisit this album because yeah. I've never really heard much of it. That's yeah. good. You can hear the beginnings yeah. of Black
2: Meantime.
0: would be Helmet. Uh, strap it on the burp is complimentary
1: <laughs>
0: thank you no charge thank you and
1: thank Mo- you moving on to hurricane hurricane
0: alice <laughs> all right let's let's analysisize this a little bit let's let's go down the list hold on I uh, oh hey bill is it fucking red circle still blowing over there, mate oh shit are, yes, y- yes. are you recording i oh, don't fuck about mate <laughs> Hope this doesn't show up in a fucking promo. Wait, go back to Hurricane Alice. I want to talk about that shit for a minute.
3: Settle down, dude. Uh, Bad spelling. First of all, Hurricane Alice. Should be H-A-I-R, right? Hurricane? Kinda. Unless they're like maybe from like the New England
2: area. Yeah, that's a pretty guy. Fucking Hurricane Alice is coming through. Tear the house down. And uh, by the way, if we're going by that theory about the number of people on the
0: album cover dictates how bad the album's going to be, it looks like all the band members are on the album
3: cover. Yeah. Maybe they're awesome. Maybe we're judging uh, the book I by its cover. I have a feeling there's a reason why we never heard of it. Yeah.
1: Maybe so. And, I, and I, I hate to be a... I, I just I don't think it was in our wheelhouse, especially 1990. Yeah, like we were not, done with yeah. that. Yeah. By no, at that
0: point... It, well, at that point, and I, I think anybody that's on the thrash train knows the story. We basically viewed, I, th- I think the thrash camp was pretty much bands like that. It was like, you know what, glam, go fuck yourself. No, it off was, the
3: it was gang mentality. It was tribal. It was, yeah. They was hated like, us. Y'all we hated them. fuck the, off. Yeah.
0: Because y'all aren't real musicians. Because that was our thing. It was like, no, the thrash guys are all musicians. Everybody else are poser pieces of garbage and they yeah.
3: should go die. With their hairspray and such. Yeah.
0: So that was the, the sad reality of the metal. Gangs back in the day, right? Hex, watery graves EP. Not familiar. No. The, the cover though screams it might be a cool thrash album. Yeah, yeah. It's got that weird art. Holy soldier, striper ripoff. <laughs> ah, low budget striper. I'm guessing. Yeah. Going by the name, not hating on the Christian metal. Just saying, never. Maybe they even got it.
3: black and yellow on their cover. Shame on them.
0: That's almost okay. That is almost kind of ridiculous. And then House right after Lords. that, you got House of Lords. Weren't they more almost like a modern-day-sounding Zeppelin? Or Ooh. that was like their aim, House of Lords? Uh, not, there were a few sure. of those.
3: I remember Kingdom Come.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know them for sure, but I was thinking they kind of had that sort of Zeppelin wannabe
3: thing going on, we're too. Use, they're using that whole Tolkien-type font on there. The sword. The sword of destiny. The iced Re- Earth.
0: Arena. You know, I've got an Iced Earth kind of greatest hits package because I'd always heard about Iced Earth and you know for at one point I think the singer from Iced Earth went on to do Priest after Halford left mm. uh, Tim Ripper Owens oh, he was
3: in Iced Earth I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that
0: yeah he was in Iced Earth before so I kind of wanted to check them out because I thought fuck man the guy went on to do Priest you, you gotta have a pretty solid resume to do that and it's cool it's, it reminds me of stuff we were doing back in the day but it's, it's weird because it's it's like it's cool for what it is, but it's not like, you know, it, it doesn't get me hard. I guess yeah. it's, it's the nicest way I can put that. Maybe that's probably not the best way I could have put that, but it's <laughs> definitely the nicest way I could put
3: that. If they played at Dragon Con. Iced Earth? Yeah, with, uh, we played in 96 at Dragon Con on a stage hours before gore. And so can I can say... that would be psyched. Uh, Spitting crickets. Okay, that's right. I, so I can say we kind of opened for Gore, but yeah, we didn't meet him, we didn't see him, blah blah blah. Still anyway, up, but I to played that show. Okay, and uh, I thought of them as kind of a. I thought they were good, but I thought it was more of a low budget maiden kind of yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: kind of like the low budget striper we just right. witnessed just a minute ago. Right,
1: interesting. Okay,
3: that's probably a they. Long it, long. That they had the same character on every album, like Eddie kind of thing. Oh, uh, Okay, yeah. Huh. I do know. Again, we mentioned Richard Christie played drums from the Howard Stern Show. Played yeah. drums for Death. He played for Ice Earth as well. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. At one point, Interesting yeah.
0: Little factoid.
3: Little yeah. factoid. He's an incredible drummer. That guy. Yeah, I'm he's, sure. Yeah, he's is really good. And he's really. Okay.
0: That now it sounds like we're getting into bands that are naming themselves after diseases and weird. <laughs> lit, I believe Latin. these would be
3: Spaniard grindcore because they're Spaniard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ultimo Mando. Impetigo in, in, in is the name of the album. Ultimo Mando Cannibale.
3: Grindcore.
0: Grancor. Grindcore. Oh, wait. No, that's grindcore, Not shirtless? Yeah. And of course, next we go to the one our brothers should speak to, Our Maiden, No Prayer for the Dying. The one thing about that album that bothered me, and maybe it's me being kind of douchey a little bit about Maiden, but it's like, I didn't like that they got kind of more relaxed and sort of rock and roll. Because Maiden was always kind of serious, and it was like, you know, the subject matter was serious, the music was serious, but something about that album, it was looser, and it kind of had more of a fun vibe, kind of post-Tattoo Millionaire, kind of that same space. But it just, something about it, to me, it just
3: wasn't as serious as like all the other Maiden before it, you know what I mean? I feel ashamed, but I don't think I've heard one song from it really yeah mm. I don't think I've ever listened you've probably to seen the ones.
0: videos like they had a video for Tail Gunner I think and and there's a couple of good tracks like you know Mother Russia's good I think um, Public Enema number one strange name for it Running Silent Running Deep is good <laughs> but it was just strange it was the non-seriousness of it that sort of almost turned me
3: off was this the last one with Bruce before before he left for that little bit yeah, yeah. Well, no, there's
0: uh, Fear of the Dark Avenue. Oh, Fear of the dark. dark. I'm more familiar with Fear of the Dark. Yeah, that can't happen this one. That was more like a return to form. But this is Iron Dave, 1990, from No Prayer for the Dying. Tail Gunner, 101.6, good morning. Inject that coffee right into your dig vein and wake up with it. Let's go, get in traffic. Do your butt clutches and work out your day. Bruce, tell him what's
3: going on.
2: Oh, I get it.
3: It's a little lighter. I see what you're saying. It's the vibe's different. It's happier. Yeah. yeah. Ish. They always had happy riffs in the middle of some of their songs, you know? Yeah. yeah. They kind of started this one with that.
0: I guess the happiness factor is probably the thing. I never really thought about that, but that makes perfect sense. Uh, happy metal. <laughs>
3: well. <laughs> Well, we're just used to Maiden being, you know, yeah. dark and. Well, you know,
0: Maiden's yeah. just like a forest, you know? Yeah. It's like you just, when you think of Iron Maiden, you think of just this majestic.
3: The first thing I ever saw Iron Maiden was Cousin cousin Brucey Channel 36 videos after school. Y'all, do y'all remember that? Was that like on Channel 69? Or, or Channel 36, 36 or 69, or yeah.
0: Local yeah. affiliate station, yeah.
3: I remember seeing the video for White Wedding, you know, Billy Idol. Yeah. Where the coffin's getting pounded in, and I was. When I was a kid. You know? And that was heavy back then. then it's like right after that was Number of the Beast, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what am <do> I saying? <laughs> oh,
3: it was fabulous, but yeah. But, uh, you, but you
0: nailed it, I think, with the happy thing. I yeah. didn't think about that before, but that's that perspective kind of nails it because... It just got this... And it's not a bad thing. No. I mean, in retrospect, I like the album more now. I can appreciate it more now, but in 1990, because yeah. I remember when Adam got it, because Adam's a fucking he's a maiden freak, so I mean, yeah. if it comes out, he knows about it way ahead of time. But he got it, and I heard it, and I was just kind of eh. it didn't have the same mystique as like Seventh Son or somewhere in time or even all you know Live After Death and right. everything before it. But in time, it's like there's uh, there are good songs on there that I really like that are probably less 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 serious. But to Russ's point, I think that kind of makes makes a solid point it's like there is a happier vibe but it's like there's there's still some kind of mystical songs on there but yeah. i guess maybe the happy maiden is not as happy and for me it's like i need a i need depressed maiden <laughs>
2: give me a suicidal <laughs> maiden
0: anyway moving on intrinsic distortion of perspective not familiar no me either <laughs> Jane's Addiction, no not at all whatsoever,
3: but them. very good. I like them. That I know funny.
0: they had their place. I just, I never could. I just never got the Jane's Addiction thing. Yeah. Um, not not hating, just not really. It'd probably be different if it was like you know, yeah, there's this girl in high school and Bang. She loved Jane's Addiction. Then maybe I might be into it, but
3: I just never got into it. They had a good funk thing going. Oh, now yeah. we're about to get where... I had never heard of the Jersey Dogs. Jersey Dogs.
0: Yeah. Thrash Ranch Thrash sounds ranch. cool. Yeah. Especially if there's like chicks there dressed like her. Right,
1: <laughs> yeah, right on.
0: I mean, let's... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go check out the ranch now. Now we're getting into... Yeah, this is serious shit back, right back here. to Now we can go back to high school. Back to I what? call
3: this the Redemption album.
0: Jesus Priest, Painkiller. Holy fuck, man. There's no... This goes back to the killer opener thing. There's oh. No killer oh, opener. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy, do you have it on
1: deck? I do.
3: And Wait pause. for it. When I first heard this, now, we're coming off Turbo, right? I think so, or, yeah. or the Johnny B. Good shit. Remember that? Ram it down? Ram it down, yeah. yeah. And then they came out with it. This yeah. was the antidote. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was there to me. I never hated Greece, but I didn't yeah. like a lot of that stuff after... Um, Screaming for vengeance. This was fucking mad ass. For real, this is one of the best metal yeah. albums ever recorded. Oh, ever, phenomenal. Everything yeah. on this. And, and what the hell? I mean, KK and Glenn were always great guitar players, but like they went back and took lessons before they recorded this, because all of a sudden they're shredding. I mean, like we ended. had a
0: we had yeah. a theory. We were talking about this. Before. So different. Yeah. This came out the same year as Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. And they toured with Pantera, Pantera. toured with Priest, so I have a feeling that Pantera influenced Priest, which is ironic, because Pantera was influenced by Priest to begin with. Yeah. But this album blew my head off, man. When I heard that opener with Scott Travis on the drums, I was just like, oh my fucking God.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a bad track on this album. No, no. And some great, some of the I think some of the better priest moments on this album, just uh, guitar wise and and even vocally. What that one moment in a uh, touch of what touch, touch of evil, evil yeah. where he screams, "You're possessing me!" It's yeah. just like he gets so high. I'm like, oh, it's freaking awesome. This he's a, okay,
0: madman. We yeah. got to hear the solo because Adam covered this before. This solo got something like worst metal solo. Of the year at one point. We talked about this in a prior episode, so just just a little taste of this solo is coming up. It's pretty, so. I
3: thought the cover was better than that, though. That's a badass cover.
0: That's what Rod Halford rots out on stage on every night. (laughs) Okay, Russ, tell me if you think this this deserves worst guitar solo of the year award.
3: tasteful.
0: Very tasteful. The shred was up front.
3: Yeah. Then they went. <laughs> no, that's good. ass Yeah. It's
0: so like, how is it not
2: like a madass?
3: I like what's going on can you hear it in the background
0: yeah. Yeah. and then the way it transitions all right you don't have, you don't have to belabor the point but i rest my case the only reason i have to say that is because there was some douchey reporter i don't remember who it was so they can remain nameless that somehow dubbed that solo the worst guitar solo of the year or some stupid shit like that. Girl, you tripping. Yeah,
3: so whoever said that. um, Guitar nerds just really get on my nerves sometimes because it's almost like,
2: Everybody's got to be a critic. Oh, you're not God on guitar. Go fuck yourself.
0: It's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Go fucking flush your head down a toilet. I hope it pops off when you do number two. Wait, hold on. Killing joke. I remember them.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute. Napoleon, what do you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was a good Appreciate one, your like.
0: insight. <laughs> I never really listened to the killing joke. I know they influenced a lot of shit we love, like Metallica. Uh, Metallica and did some of their
3: songs that did but, one of their songs on uh, yeah, the Garage Day Garage
0: Inc., I think. But yeah. I'm not real familiar with them. I, mean, I, I know they're important, but I'm just I feel I guess I need to go back and
2: listen. King Diamond the Eye
3: I don't know
0: that one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not familiar with that one. I, I kind of did the whole, I enjoyed the them. I
3: like them a lot. That, that was whole fun. little thing. And after that, I kind of ended up going off of my other thing. But. I like King Diamond. I personally like Merciful Fate better. It's uh, a different flavor. Yeah. I like but.
0: King Diamond. to a, Like a love... I love Abigail, I love them, and I love Conspiracy, and of course after that I got off on a
3: different tangent. But yeah. Never saw him live. I got a feeling I would like King Diamond live better than listening to an album. I saw him live with Merciful Fate at the ballroom, and
0: that was weird because it was like the music is different. Like It's similar but it's different, yeah. you know what I mean? It's and more it, classic. But there's a fine line with yeah. King Diamond and Merciful Fate. It's like they're very similar versions of the same. But it's different enough where like Ozzy with Sabbath says so yeah. different than Ozzy's solo shit right. with Randy. You know what I mean? Yes. It's at,
3: it just at the same level. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really can't comment on the. Aisle. I'll have to go back and revisit that one.
0: They sounded little like, don't they?
3: Oh, there we go. <laughs> Isn't it obvious?
0: It's King's X. The Fate, the Hope, and the Love. Just like, a great band. I like the King's X. I, I love the too. King's X, actually. And the King's X... Yeah, Christian. Yeah, Christian metal bands always they got don't shit preach. On. They don't preach. They're huh. like, you know what? It's a positive message. Don't yeah. be an asshole is the message. What's not to preach about that? Yeah. But they're great musicians too. You know, Doug, oh, they're so. Good. Doug Pinnick always play always played a twelve string
3: bass, which gave him that grindy, heavy, fucking sound. Wow. But I've seen him twice in the last few years. Um, local. But I saw most them them in Buford to be able to be that close. Did and they just play thirty seven? Yeah. Just, I'd like to
0: see them live because I mean they've got great harmonies. They're they killer fucking bands.
3: Some of the nicest guys, too. I mean, they're just yeah, super great to their fans. You yeah. Know? And yeah. They, they stayed until everything was signed, you know. Hence
0: cool. the message hashtag don't be
3: an asshole. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh but just to watch them and their their time changes or those or guys are tight. Man. Oh, it's it's ridiculous how good they are. They were. are precision. Yeah. I never respected them. As until much, later, until I saw him. Yeah. Until you see him live is just, is.
0: But the just, fact that, I mean, if you know what a 12 string bass is, a 12 string bass, it's, it's like a 12 string guitar. Like, you've got little strings. Yeah. It, it adds to the thickness of the sound. Yeah. And a 12 string bass, it's like DD Verney kind of has that sound sometimes, that thick, gnarly fucking bass sound. But that was used a lot in King's
3: X, and it gave it that, that bigness. Yeah. They had videos for the, I can't, I think they had two songs in that album. No, no. That were, it's that were, Love was one. Yeah. I don't remember what the other single was, of yeah. Faith nope, love. Love. I remember they would play them on uh, Headbangers Ball, and I'm like, yeah, it's super cool, but it didn't really go well with some of the stuff that was either before or well,
0: after. Well, and, and here's, here's the thing, and Russ, I think you'll agree with me on this. Bill, I think you will too, because back in the day, it was like we were saying before, all the thrash camp was kind of like, you know what? Thrash is, is God and everybody else is, you know, fuck Crap. everybody else. Crap. Everybody else is garbage. But we started getting to a point as musicians where it was like, you know what? There's these other bands we really like. They're not thrash, but they're badass. Yeah, And so we like them. And those guys we want to lift up. And they were one of those bands because it was yeah. like they didn't fit in that thrash metal box. Right. But they were still like, these guys are really fucking talented. They got a positive message.
3: It seemed like everybody that I knew that liked them were musicians. So, like the Banks Brothers were way in the King's Axe. right? And, you know, and uh, you know, Jay and a lot but of. But that's those guys, always yeah. a
0: good sign, though. If the yeah. musicians like them first, it's like that's kind of like pre-approved to me. It's like if if someone tells me about a band they like and they're a musician, yeah, if they're coming at it from that first, I almost immediately am going to go have with, to
3: listen to it. Right.
0: Exactly, I'm going to go with that before, if. Like, nothing against, you know, your wife, but she's not a musician, but if she said she liked them, it wouldn't have the same weight to me as if Russ said, I like them. Right. Same deal, so.
3: Hashtag me too. Yeah.
0: Hey, Harold, (laughs) (laughs) people are going to go back and hit the hashtag history like, what the fuck does, what the hell does metal have to do with rape, y'all? I don't know. That's weird. Let's move on. (laughs) That's uncomfortable.
1: Let's uh, talk about Jeffrey
0: Coleman and Skitzoid. I never heard of him, but he looks like a Randy Rhodes. Like he does look like Randy Rhodes. He looks like if Randy Rhodes was a drag queen, <laughs> kind of <laughs> without the without the whore makeup. That's kind of what he looks like. And he looks his guitar looks like a like a Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick with the Wu Tang Clan logo. Look at this guy, a Richie Kotzen. Yeah, Richie Kotzen's another shredder altogether. Fever Dream. Well, Richie Kotzen, yes, he's a shredder. Wait a minute. Don't get ahead of yourself because I know where you're going. So hold on. (laughs) Wait a minute. Yeah, Richie Cotson's a shredder, but that was before that, he had albums that were just like all just guitar, instrumental, just super... It's badass as shit, too. It's crazy, crazy shred stuff. Cool. But this one had like... He's got a good voice, too. It's like his modern stuff is more kind of bluesy. You'd probably really dig it, actually. But that album was the first to have like that kind of lyrics, like bluesy lyrics and less... Less shredness,
1: but yeah. You dig it the most. Yeah. Now for the next one. Wait for it. <sighs> the, the Creator. Oh my Kuma. God,
2: I can't believe I made the fucking list, you guys. This is killer. Hey, it's Millie again. Uh, creator, Como of Souls. Came out in 1990. Hey, hey, Bill, if you can play it, my favorite song off that album was People of the Lie. It's a fucking killer. I, I put that on whenever I do like Panay. It's like... it. it it makes the pasta like that much more tender. I don't know what it does, but it's like it's a it's a pasta tenderizer. Do do, Panay? They, do they have an app for that? Yeah, like for Panay.
3: I thought that was a porn uh, genre.
2: Oh. The line.
3: This song is just all. I love creator. They were badass. one of my favorite trash bands. It's the riff. Fucking whiff. Middle Nerdy Radio!
2: Don't look at me as if I didn't know your vanity is all you ever show. What you
3: They never change. They're another Slayer type. You know, they stayed stayed with their guns. It's always good. Stuck to their guns, I guess. Yeah. But
0: their production's gotten even more badass over the years. Yeah. Like, we listened to yeah. some shit the other day that came out just a few years ago. Yeah. She fucking brute, huge mix. I mean, they're on nuclear blast now, I think. But the fucking mix
3: was just monstrous. Well nowadays you can record something in a room just like this with minimal equipment oh i know but amazing.
0: i mean amazing yeah but just the i mean the power is still there obviously the band's got to have their own power but oh yeah their creators still putting out ridiculous they, awesome sound and they show. are
1: for sure have to get good newer
0: stuff okay this band i always liked i'm not familiar with this album the crocus uh i liked crocus I kind of thought they were almost maybe like a little bit fancier a c d c mm ish you kind of know what I mean fancier a little well fancy pants well no like a c d c kind of, they had that same musical sensibility, but crocus had like it it was like a little more refined hmm. it still kind of had the same energy as like a c d c but it was like there was like a notch I i can't really explain it I think Russ kind of gets this it's like like a notch above.
3: I know what you're saying. It's like, well, they it's did like, a lot of simple type rock riffs, but they were a little bit more, you know, like you said, a little more fancy than there There's a little used. more
0: mystique. There was yeah. a little more kind of finesse, I guess, if you will. I
3: wouldn't, you know, I guess they were considered heavy metal, but I think more so for what they were on stage than what they played. Cause to me, they were, I always think of ballroom bullets when, you know.
0: Well, I think about like <laughs> Screaming of the Night and stuff like yeah. back from the 80s. So, like, I'm not familiar with this, but. And I do think of the ballroom blood stuff too, and like long stick goes boom and stuff like that.
3: But <laughs> um, yeah. But uh,
0: anyway, but we're not familiar with Crocus Stampede. Was that album? Caius Stoner Rock. Yeah, man, that's good. I
3: wasn't familiar with the EP Sons of Caius. So they're from that whole L.A. Uh, metal scene, right? Well,
0: well Josh Hobby from Queens of the Stone Age yeah. is tangentially associated with Caius. So yeah, okay, that's where all that speaking of which, there will be a uh, hashtag Stoner Metal episode coming. Don't know
1: when because stoners procrastinate, but it's coming at some point <laughs> in the future,
0: probably.
1: Yeah, I've been getting into a lot of that, a lot of that type of music, and I like it a lot. I also yeah. like it a lot. Louse, we want it.
3: Don't know who that is. No, I don't know. They don't even get a
0: picture, but they want it. Legs Diamond. Town Bad Girl. I like girl. the cover. <laughs> I like do like the cover. Looks like, uh, like I don't vibes. know if that's her debut CD or her debut porn performance. I'm not, not really, really sure. Easy now. Town hey. Bad Girl. Probably both. It works both ways. It could. Yeah. Let's see what she's doing now.
3: A
1: little Caesar.
0: I remember hearing the name Little Caesar. I didn't really remember hearing Little Caesar. Pizza, pizza. They do pizza. I do remember that. In oh, there we go. Nope, wrong one. That's the band, not the comic TV show that had Jim Carrey back in the day. <laughs> this would be the band with, uh, with Vernon the... Vernon Reed. With the Vernon Reed on the guitar. The lead guitar. With the British spelling of color, by the way, where you are included. an
3: <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Yes, it's living color. Color with you. Which I got to say, I mean, I'm just going to... Uh, Go ahead and throw the elephant in the room out. That was like one of the first times we saw an African American heavy rock band on MTV. And it's know? okay, you yeah. can say yeah. it, and that was cool because it was like, hey, look at those guys, they rock. You know, and he was wearing the Body Glove. Well, oh, it was man. weird because
0: it was like all that eighties, nineties, like hyper color every cuz everything back then was fucking like hyper
3: color everything
0: was like day glowed, oh, glow glow yeah. in the dark hey been hanging out at chernobyl getting some laps <laughs> in you know that kind of thing irradiated kind of shit yeah yeah of course there's always the the, the horrible you know hack metal choke about you know living color being a black metal band it's like well in a way that's correct but in a way that's also terribly not correct yeah
1: not even close not even close not even
3: although Nah, that begs another question for another episode. Vernon Reed's guitar stylings, though, are just different. It's very his shit's way more jazzy,
0: though. It was yeah. never because if you listen to it, it has that kind of weird jaggedy, angular kind of vibe, as like Slayer guitar solos. Yeah, yeah. But if you listen to the way they move, they've got like a like a frenetic jazz. Like if you think back to like late '60s jazz, like Miles Davis and Coltrane and shit like that, it's got that frenetic kind of spastic energy to it and that's kinda how his because they were always all over the road, like Russ would probably agree that, you know, as a as a guitar player, that those solos were just all over the fucking well, I'm top. trying
3: to figure out what he's doing. It's like, is that really planned or is he just kind of noodling? You know, I mean it's hard to yeah.
0: But you can tell sometimes. you can tell with phrasings and stuff sometimes yeah. how people how musicians are,
3: so you can tell Where if it's noodling or
0: if it's real.
3: Yeah. 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 Anyway, we just played. Uh, I played with. I filled in on bass for a band not too long ago that did Cult of Personality, and you know, I had to play. I think three hours with them that night, and every wow. other song took like nothing to learn because you know it was simpler stuff. You know, right. '90s alternative primarily. That song took me like three days. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's it's just. It's not what you're used to, you know what yeah. I mean? That just the the pattern. That well, they had a with. lot
0: of shit going on too, yeah. I and mean, they had they were busy. They were not doing just laying back, you know. No, Full doing far. like <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like there was there was a lot of shit going on. It's like
3: wow, these guys are working. Yeah, I tell you what, boy howdy, and London didn't even get a picture. London, probably <laughs> they're, they're the it, uh, they're the boot camp for all the rock bands that came out of Sunset Strip. That's
0: well. Now I remember Mickey the Nicky Six's S- band. Okay, because yeah. I remember Nicky Six had a band called London. I thought that was the same. Go back one. and
3: watch uh Metal. What is it? The Dirt. No, uh, the decline of Western civilization. Uh, the Metal so, Years oh, no. Part oh, no. Two. Oh, London's yeah. all over that thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember London. Was and they even the, made, the band They even right made now. a joke. We're like the band that everybody comes to before they get signed. Uh,
2: nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was even a joke in the movie. I went back and watched it recently, and it's just so sad. These guys are like, if I don't make it, I'm just going to kill myself.
0: <laughs> it's almost kind of sad. It's like uh, to, to break in as a public service announcement because this is important because I know we're in the middle of Great Awakening, man. And it's like, you know what? Don't try and get into like metal or do something just for money. Do it because you love it. Right. And if you do it because you love it, People will come for it. And when they come for it, that means they're very aroused. Also, it means that well, they will pay Christ. for it. So, do the passion shit first. The money comes later. Don't ever fucking forget that. Anyway, moving on. Coming off Soapbox Lost Boys. Not familiar. Good movie. I don't know the band. Austin yeah. Found. Not familiar. Not familiar at all. Love Hate sounds familiar, but I'm not familiar. Blackout
3: in the Red Room. I like the name of the album.
0: The album artwork, doesn't the album artwork almost remind you of like a happy like Slayer album artwork? Kinda. <laughs> like if Slayer wasn't so like dark and just you know gritty, it's like that. That's sort of a what it would Slayer. look like. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of the closest. That's probably not even really close. I can't but even it's tell like,
3: what's going on there. You got a bottle of something in the middle. I don't know. It looks like a
0: bunch of weird anime characters that took acid, and their world around them is melting, and they're about to be. uh Black. pooped, pooped into the hell that's go. just my take on it Lynch Mob Wicked Sensation as a guitar player I like this album and it's Great actually album. a good it's a good record I mean it's it's more like kind of the do- okay so this came out the same year as Don Dokken's solo album yeah. Don Dawkins' solo album sounded more like Dockin Yeah. musically musically Lynch Mob had elements of Dockin to it but it was kind of more almost into this bluesy thing I mean mm-hmm. I kind of I like this album a lot. I mean, I like this one and I like the Don Dokken one. But I like them for different reasons. Because I love Dockin anyway, but Wicked Sensation is just one
3: of those albums as a guitar player. It's just, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I've read that they're doing shows together occasionally. I George think there
0: were at one point. And
3: I know. Not recent. Oh, very recent? Yeah, within the last year. Really? Just occasional uh, mm. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps be a I, a guy I know okay. was singing for Lynch Mob for a while. Really? Yeah. Um, local fellow by the name of Nathan Utz. Remember the Blondes? Shout out. It sounds familiar. From the late 80s, early 90s. I had, they had a video yes. on MTV. Yeah. He was a singer of that. Oh, band. shit. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Well, there's Tony McAlpine. Eyes of the World. I think I, I, I had was. that one. Did you really? Yeah. That's the I was big into I'm that. I
0: familiar with that. We we saw him. You know, That's saw the one
3: right, at her, right after, excuse me. Uh, sinus issue here, Uh, was it cacophony? Cacophony was the that was Marty or Marty Freeman. Uh,
0: That that would have been after Maximum Security. Maximum Security was eighty seven. Yeah, that was one of Tony Tony McAlpine's last ones before that one. But yeah, we saw him at a um, a guitar clinic out in Marietta. I think it was Ken Stamp Music years ago. Oh wow, it was cool as shit too, man. He was he was playing. It was just wild to watch him just shred. You know, six feet from you, and he's just like doing it like it's nothing. And You're yeah. like, holy fuck! How do you
3: do that? Memory, uh, muscle memory at that point. <laughs>
0: well, it was just amazing to watch. I mean, it's just—it's almost like when someone's just gifted like that. It's like you just want to watch him just, just go do that.
2: Yeah, it's
0: like watching a magician do magic. It's like go, go do Maxim, that.
2: Yeah, maximum. Come on, honey, go do your magic. Come on, you got six strings to do it. Well, you got seven strings to do it on now, so you can do that. That's good. That's good Oh, that was that. that
3: was his band McAlpine. That wasn't just a Tony McAlpine.
0: Yeah, that was kind of one of those weird releases because I think they were trying to get him to do more like commercial stuff. Cause, you know, before that he was on shrapnel and he was doing basically like shred albums, you know, like Edge of Insanity is a killer fucking shred album. That was like yeah. his first. And then Maximum Security was his second one. And then I guess they were like, you know, all right, let's troll and go to this one. Uh-huh. Frank Marino from The Hip. I'm not familiar at all, but that sounds more like a detective special. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Hey,
2: this is Detective Frank Marino. Look, me and Millie are going to be going out and working a lot of cases. I know we sound exactly alike. <laughs> Frank is actually – I'm actually Frank. I'm uh, Millie's auto-ego. So, uh, yeah, this is Frank Marino. Um, I do the sauce, by the way, in Gross. case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, back to you guys. Sorry. I know I sound a lot like Millie, and it's kind of like, holy shit, that's generic as fuck. But, you know, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, master, yeah. I never heard of. Me neither.
3: Yngwie didn't even get a picture.
0: I did have the Eclipse album, that the Yngwie Eclipse album. That's actually cool if you like Yngwie, but it's it's just... It's Yngwie being noodly noodly over vocals that somehow seem to not match the noodly noodly. Right. Uh,
1: master, I looked up, and it's... It's your standard thrash. Okay. Really? For sure, yeah. You, like the you, kind if of if stuff that of, high school brown right, murdery would like? Right, right. 1990 thrash. Okay. That's it. Okay.
0: I know exactly what you mean, and there's a lot of you out there that are listening and are like, yep, I know exactly what the fuck that means. <laughs> I do have the Alex Massey Vertical Invader, which is another shred Get thing, which is very, very, uh, in- there's some interesting shit on there. Okay, now we're getting to stuff
3: we can speak a lot about. Yeah. Uh, the megadeth the rest in peace to me this is I, I loved everything megadeth had done prior to me this was life-changing megadeth this was uh this album to me is uh just quintessential thrash metal record I, in my
0: opinion well, I, that, I, this album in, is loved i think definitely it's a metal nerdery favorite for sure yeah. but here's a question for you russ because yeah. i think this has been a sticking point before we've talked about this and we're not really sure where the there's a camp. I don't even want to say there's a camp, but something about this one versus peace cells. It's like, it's a very, I think this came up when we did the brackets a while back bill, but it, it it's, it's a tough one. Like if you had to pick between rest in peace and peace cells,
3: if one of them had to disappear. Yeah. I'm sticking with rest in peace. Yeah. That, that's, I love that's, peace. Hell. That's kind
0: of the unanimous, and it yeah. it's hard because it's like they're both so fucking good, but this one's just it's. Can perfection. we at least can we at least get some Holy Wars sweetly?
3: No Holy Wars Hangar eighteen. Jeez,
0: that blew my mind when I first heard Holy Wars souls. Punishment. Do I, I just was like that? This might be the because I love so far so good so what, and this came out. Yeah. It was like holy
1: fuck.
3: To those the tightness of this album is just ridiculous like, and continents. and uh, the the level of difficulty
0: oh this one this one was a level up album for sure I and
3: think, the players the players on this album this,
0: this was like this was like the new and improved special
3: formula with fabulous flavor, flavor crystals making love yeah well, they threw in a little uh, Marty Freeman on this one, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the first Marty Friedman album. This this became kind of the '90s standard lineup yeah.
1: Those riffs.
3: Yeah. You admit, not those, a bad track on this side and everything but nice
1: you
0: gotta track. admit as an opener like that that goes in that opener we're gonna have to do a show about openers
3: yeah well back then all the thrash songs had to have the minute and a half two yeah. minute intro yeah but the but Megadeth
0: but nobody somebody, did it better some did it
3: better than others for sure I mean
0: this is this is arguably even a better opener than Wicked Dead
3: yeah will kill I mean, Mustang was always awesome. I just think he really can't who was. Yeah. I mean, vocally, everything was just... This cool. album is perfect sure. Yeah, I can listen to uh, that. Everything.
2: to
1: I,
3: mean, uh... I mean, the rhythms... Mike Leach. <laughs> I mean,
1: they're, yeah. they're so the fucking flight. technical,
3: yeah. Yeah. and he's he's singing while he's doing it. No, it's,
1: it's insane. He's singing I didn't appreciate it when I was back in 1990, you yeah. know, But I can absolutely appreciate it now. Yeah. Oh fuck, we totally appreciated it Me, as guitar players. Oh, I know you guys did for sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, like that. Holy fucking shit! When I first heard that, I was like, oh.
3: Mustaine is one of the better metal shredders out there. And then you add freaking Marty Friedman on top
0: of is a riff lord, man. Yeah. He's, he's up there like with Ioni. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. That riff.
1: God damn. That's just get you
0: you gotta admit though that shit that's classic classic megadeth oh yeah for sure yeah. like i mean dave was just like 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 as, as nutty as i am about comedy now it's like that that's how i was then about megadeth i was like what, what kind of riffs is he gonna do next yeah because every fucking riff that dave mustaine would write even now he yeah. still can just he could yawn his way through a fucking album and still be have riffs on there that will blow your damn mind
3: right Accolades. Or Claude's, (laughs) depending
0: on how you pronounce
1: it. Platinum in U.S. and Canada.
3: Ranked number 11 of top 500 heavy metal albums of all time.
1: 11? I think that's a pretty metal fucking number, Er, don't you think? Yeah. This one goes to 11. Best of 1990. I'll agree with that. And by the way... Even though Seasons was out. uh, We haven't even gotten to the
0: S's yet, (laughs) even though you're talking to a couple of S's. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of this album, and speaking of uh, the rating of best heavy metal album of the nineties, or one of them, um, they Megadeth played this album in its entirety, as did Slayer play Seasons in the Abyss in its entirety, both nineteen ninety releases in twenty ten in Lawrenceville, Georgia, at the Gwinnett Arena. At the Gwinnett Arena, that was good. And by the way,
3: I missed it. It was fucking awesome.
0: It was the first time I did PCP. <laughs> Not really. No, I'm kidding. I missed it. It totally wasn't that. Uh, we have a few more here that we don't have pictures for. Oh, monster, we don't baby. have
2: pictures. That means we can't
0: say much about them because we're done. Yeah, sorry. I didn't. I didn't make pictures for. It, all good. All the, all the uh, other ones I did have. Uh, I think I had Malaya Rage, Solitary, Solitude, and I think I liked it at the time, but I don't. It wasn't memorable. It didn't stay with me. Eh,
3: Napalm uh, Death, the Monster Magnet.
0: I like. I like Morgana Le Fay just because I like saying that. Symphony of the Damned. Wasn't that the bad guy in uh, the
3: Camelot story? Who Morgana?
1: Le Fay? Oh no, that's
3: the devil. Oh, you're church. Thi-
1: you're
0: thinking the? Are you thinking of King Diamond? <laughs> With the? Are you thinking of? Uh, Anton Le Fay. Ma- Anton Le Fay's wife is Morgana. Satan. I think. the power Don't deny the power of, Satan. Don't deny the power of Satan.
3: <laughs> It was a rough night
0: last night. Morgoth. Not less Goth, <laughs> more
3: You want me to get real geeky on you? That's that was uh, the that was in the Lord of the Rings uh, lore. Morgoth was the original bad guy before Sauron. Ah. Sauron worked for Morgoth. Yeah. I'm sorry. I read the sima- Silmarillion.
2: And welcome to Good. Ringy Murdery. <laughs> Today we will be covering the Nerdery of the Rings.
3: You want to, you want to hate yourself. Read like the first part of the Silmarillion. It, it's.
2: It, it, I already hate myself. I don't need any help hating myself any further than I already hate myself.
3: Who's Mystic Force? That I'm not sure, but I love the album. Take command. <laughs> I just can only imagine what that cover looks like. I mean,
0: Mystic Force, take command. That almost sounds like some kind of really twisted, like, you know, immaculate conception (laughs) or something. Or maybe like a diabolical conception. Maybe that's what that shit they do at, like, Bilderberg meetings and shit. I don't know. Ah, Just throwing words around. I don't know what that means. But you know what? We're going to find
3: out. Oh. Yeah, it's got a crystal ball. The artwork oh, is definitely... Shocked. The Shocking. artwork
0: is yeah. 80s metal, for sure. That's not 90s. That's like low-budget 90s. Yeah. It
3: was drawn
1: in 89. It was drawn. I was <laughs> 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 just thinking it's probably recorded in 89, yeah. so yeah. It's, it's okay. Uh, it's
2: like, oh my God, it's so 80s. Why is it in the
3: 90s? Oh my God. Of course we go. Napalm Death. Seen them at the Masquerade. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly. I've heard things. Every about song Napalm lasts Death. about sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I've, <laughs> heard, good, like I've heard
0: good things about Napalm Death. I've never seen him live though. Um,
3: I saw him. I think they were the headliner the time I saw him at uh, at the Masquerade. I can't remember who else. So it was a bunch of other bands that, if they were the headliner, there were other bands I never heard of. But um, they were they were really fast. Yeah, Napalm Death's definitely speedy for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Neurosis. I've got some. St- some stuff by them and i know they're kind of in sort of their own little wheelhouse sort of the stoner thing sort of the noise thing ambient the word is the word as law is the album i'm not familiar with that one but a lot of the neurosis stuff is kind of cerebral i think Hmm. it's on my to-do list to go back and listen to the stuff i've i've got when i got all bingy and you know all right let's go download every fucking thing on the planet Yep, them. You want that? Yep, yep. Get me down right of that. Yep. <laughs> Hello.
3: I'm just kidding. So neurosis is cerebral. That's
0: that's kind of the vibe I get. Yeah. Just the, <laughs> which, ironically, I think they have an album called Souls at Zero. So,
3: anyway. All right.
0: All right, all right. I haven't heard of some of these. 9.0, Too Far Gone. Nonfiction. Nocturnus. John Norum. Yeah, John Norum was with Don Dawkins' oh, band at okay. that point. I think he was with europe at some point maybe yeah uh-huh. i always think of that sad story about europe where there was a story where they like literally opened with the final countdown and then they closed with the
2: final <laughs> countdown that's so
3: sad That's pretty much the only song they played the whole
0: <laughs> time i mean what, but in a way wouldn't that be kind of cool like if you're a fan that'd be like if slayer opened with angel of death and closed with angel of death that'd no, be that would be rad. Like,
1: they should <laughs> open with angel of death and close with Rain and blood like they always do and that would be fucking cool yeah, too yeah
0: but like if slayer opened and closed the angel of death yeah, or rain okay. and blood i don't think anybody everybody would be like yeah that's yeah. fucking awesome yeah. and
1: yeah. yeah can you play it one more time please? Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay we're gonna give you a 15 minute set want to hear final countdown twice <laughs>
1: right <laughs>
3: <laughs> Make this happen!
1: Let's All right, fellas, it. let's uh, let's wrap this one up here. All right, and uh, stop we'll to for do a, the next half of the alphabet. Yeah, we'll have to do a part three on this guy. So this was part two of yes. thirty years of metal,
0: nineteen ninety.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Sarah, thank you. Enjoyed it. Nerdy? Yes.
0: Hey, who says nerd out? I don't know. Usually it's Adam, so I'll say it okay. on his behalf. All
1: right. Nerd out. That was kind of
3: gay, but that's okay. That was the hell. Nerd out, y'all. G A T Y. Not not, not, not the other kind. A pleasant shade of gay. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not Not at all. Rob
0: Halford, thank you. (laughs) Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us. Share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at. Metal Nerdery Podcast You can follow along with the show on com slash podcast Nerd Out